Life Spring number 119. Hello. How you doing? Oh man, is it cold in Riverside. Two nights in a row. Now, remember, I'm in Southern California. For those that don't that are new to the show or don't remember, I'm in Southern California. We don't get ice. I mean ice. I'm not talking about frost in the winter. I'm talking about full-on ice in the yard because we turn the sprinklers on. A couple of nights ago, I had the sprinklers turned on because I just do. I mean, I've got a, I've got automated sprinkler system, you know? So it schedules to come on at like 4.30 in the morning, something like that. Sunday morning, we woke up, and there was thick, thick ice on the sidewalk, on the lawn, on the plants that the sprinklers had uh, sprayed on, uh, on the tree. Amazing. Yeah, we got some global warming going on, I think. Same thing last night. We had thick, thick, thick ice. So... It's wintertime in Southern California, no doubt about it. So, how was your weekend? Did you get some good rest? Did you listen to the LifeSpring Weekend Music Show? If you didn't, shame on you. We had some great music. We've got some good music today. This is going to be a really good show today. Today's show is called, He Didn't Have to Do That. (laughs) Keep listening, and you'll find out what I'm talking about with he didn't do that or he didn't have to do that. Right now we're going to listen to Val Davis and the Texas Sky. Take a listen.
You're looking for things that'll make you satisfied? LifeSpring's about helping you in that quest. There really is only one real answer to finding lasting peace. And that answer is Jesus Christ. Today we're going to talk about, as I said earlier, the subject, he didn't have to do that. Genesis 1, verse 25 says, and it's God in the, in the, in the beginning, right? That's what Genesis is. It's the book of beginnings. At this point, God had already made the earth and the heavens, the moon and the sun and the stars and the plants and the animals and the fish and the birds. And then he says, let us make human beings in our image. Make them reflecting our nature. I have a question for you. What's your favorite color? Is it a serene blue, a vibrant red, a snazzy lime green? Maybe it's a royal purple or a forest green. Most people have a favorite color. Or maybe you just enjoy all colors. You just can't choose one. They all bring a smile. I'm like that. I, I tend to be pretty creative graphically. And it's, it's hard to choose a favorite color. Anyway, for me, I just love color. He didn't have to do that. What's your favorite song or your favorite style of music? If you listen to the LifeSpring Weekend Music Show, you know that I have lots of favorites. <laughs> Every time I play something new that I like, I say, oh man, that's my favorite song. Well, if you're like me, it depends on your mood and what's going on around you. Sometimes I'm in a real rockin' mood and I want to hear some screaming guitars. Other times I, well, I want to hear a Mozart or Bach. And then there are times when my heart just longs to worship God in song. He didn't have to do that. Do you have a friend that makes you laugh so hard that your sides hurt and your tears roll down your cheeks? I've got a friend like that. Every time we get together, we end up laughing so hard. I mean, our, <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> Does a good joke bring a welcome break to an otherwise mundane day? He didn't have to do that. What about food? I love a great Sicilian pizza. You know, the kind with a thick crust just dripping with cheese, with sausage, pepperoni, olives, mushrooms, and sometimes even with bell peppers. But then sometimes a thin-crusted New York-style pizza is pretty great, too. And a nice, moist German chocolate cake on my birthday is a long-time tradition in my family. And I'm convinced... <laughs> This is not at all biblical, okay? <laughs> but I'm convinced that on the, on the seventh day when God rested, he had lobster for dinner. Lobster is my very favorite food. Nice, sweet Maine lobster. Mm, I love it. So what makes your mouth water just thinking about it? He didn't have to do that. And then there's love. Do you have a family that loves you? A mom and dad? 
brother or sister, a husband or a wife, or if you're not married, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Do you have kids? Someone that you've known most of your life who you know will always be there for you no matter what? He didn't have to do that. Of course, you're getting my point here. God has made us so much more and has given us so much more than he had to. You know, there are animals who don't see colors. Imagine going through life seeing only shades of gray. We could get through life, of course, but how cool it is that God has given us the ability to see the the red of a rose or the blue of a clear summer sky. He didn't have to do that. Think of the warmth and the comfort you feel as you bask in the company of those you love. You feel safe, secure, and content. You know, some animals go through life living a solitary existence, only seeking company when they have to continue the species. God could have made us like that, but he has made us social beings capable of loving and being loved. He didn't have to do that. Even the appreciation of a stunning work of art is something that brings another measure of enjoyment to life. I sometimes love to go to art galleries and just browse. I can't afford usually (laughs) to buy anything in there, but I love to go in there and look at what people have created, whether it's paintings or sculptures. Being in the glass business, I love to look at glass creations. You know, blown glass or all those creative things that people can do with it. It just gives me a tremendous amount of pleasure to see beautiful things. He didn't have to do that. In Genesis, the Old Testament book of the story of creation, which I already read, we're told that God created man in his image. Now that's generally said to mean that we were created spiritual beings. And yes, that's true, but I think it can be easily inferred to mean that there are many other characteristics of God that are part of our makeup as well. All of the wonderful gifts that I've talked about here are a part of that. He didn't have to do that. But now let's kick it up to the next level. This is something I've been thinking about. Now, I have to say here that the following is purely conjecture. I'm just kind of having fun with this. I'm using my imagination, okay? We're spiritual beings like God, but he's definitely more than we are, right? We're really just barely able to connect with our spiritual side, right? I mean, some people struggle their entire lives to get in touch with that part of themselves. But God is spirit. So for him, the spiritual side is his nature. Now, it's part of our nature and partly because of the the fallen uh, condition that, that 
creation is in because of the fall of Adam and Eve, and I'm not going to get into that, we have a hard time sometimes connecting with that spiritual part of us. Well, anyway, here's, here's the fun conjecture thing. I think that the senses that we have are just a faint shadow of what we will have when we are given our glorified bodies. Now, without, without going into all the detail right now, just mainly because of time, I'll just say that we are going to be giving something like the 2.0 version of our bodies later on when our bodies are resurrected. And don't worry about that now. Just continue with the thought here that I've begun, okay? I think that the colors we see will be more vibrant and there will be more colors to see when we get the version 2.0 human body. The same with hearing and everything else, including love. We will be in the presence of God who is love. So again, I think that there is so much more that we're going to experience once we see him. The Bible says that right now we see things as through a dark glass. But later, we're going to see face to face. If you want to look that up, that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 12 in the New Testament. That's really something to look forward to, isn't it? Just imagine. Right now we're kind of going through life in a fog. <laughs> Sometimes it's more obvious than others, right? Sometimes we feel really hyper aware of everything. Now that's nothing compared to what it's going to be. That's nothing. God didn't have to do that. God loves you and God loves me so much more than we have any concept. For those of you that are parents, you could not have ever believed that you could love someone as much as, as you love your child, right? Until you held that baby in your arms for the first time, you just didn't know what love was on that level, right? There's so much more that God has for us. Everything is Everything is beautiful When I walk beside you The air I'm breathing And everything beneath my feet Things of your beauty Your voice speaks to oceans wide Sends them to the shoreline crashing over me My heart aches to sing these songs John a million voices calling out
new again When you walk beside me All the things that we experience are far more than he had to do for us, for just survival. But he loves us.
He loves us. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Links to all the music will be at the LifeSpring show notes page, of course, at LifespringPodcast.com. I'm going to take a second here to give you my email address and all the contact information because pretty soon the serious people are going to be going away. So the email, if you'd like to contact me for anything, if you have a question, one of the features we do on the show is Ask Steve. If you have questions about religion, if you have life questions, whatever, there is an Ask Steve segment that we just love to do. So if you have a question for me, you send it to this address, steve.lifespring at gmail.com. Any questions, any comments, whatever, go there. You can phone in comments and questions, and of course, that's it. Lifespring, I'm sorry, it's a 206-350-CALL. 206-350-CALL. Put that in your phone. And of course, the show notes page is lifespringpodcast.com. So everybody, let's let's go out of the, of the serious block here with some music. Right. The rest of you are still here, and I'm awful glad you are. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to do a kind of a new thing there. Okay, so what we have to do, too, is we have to, have to talk about GoDaddy. Wowee, those GoDaddy guys. I had a little bit of a problem this weekend with one of the databases on my uh, WordPress blog for, that I use for the show notes. The uh, Let's see. It was the Lifespring Sunday and also the original, no, the All Shows feed. Got all messed up. So I called him over at GoDaddy and I said, hey guys, what's going on? And within 10 minutes, it was back up again. So they're technical support guys. They jump right on it when you tell them that, uh, man, I, I need this up. And uh, you send it up to the, the next level up and boom, it was there. So props to GoDaddy. So if you want to have that kind of service or if you need to go uh, a domain name or anything else, GoDaddy.com and use one of the LifeSpring discount codes when you check out to save some money. You can find out what those discount codes are when you go to LifespringPodcast.com. Good friend of mine, Mark Bebout, sent this to me. A group of professional people posed this question to a group of four to eight-year-olds. The question was, what does love mean? The answers they got were broader and deeper than anyone could have imagined. See what you think. Rebecca, age eight, said, When my grandmother got arthritis, she couldn't bend over and paint her toenails anymore. So my grandfather does it for her all the time, even when his hands got arthritis too. That's love. Billy, age four. This one is going to blow you away. When someone loves you, the way they say your name is different. You just know that your name is safe in their mouth. Isn't that good? Love is what makes you smile when you're tired, said a four-year-old Terry. Seven-year-old Danny, this is a great one. Love is when my mommy makes coffee for my daddy, and she takes a sip before giving it to him to make sure the taste is okay. (laughs) This one's funny. Emily, age eight, said, Love is when you kiss all the time. Then when you get tired of kissing, you still want to be together and you talk more. (laughs) My mommy and daddy are like that. They look gross when they kiss. (laughs) 
Oh, this one is really good. Bobby, age seven, said, Love is what's in the room with you at Christmas if you stop opening presents and listen. Hmm. If you want to learn to love better, you should start with a friend who you hate. Isn't that good? That, that was Nika, age six, believe it or not. Noel, age seven, said, Love is when you tell a guy you like his shirt, and then he wears it every day. <laughs> Tommy, age six, said, Love is like a little old woman and a little old man who are still friends, even after they know each other so well. Cindy, age eight, said, During my piano recital, I was on stage, and I was scared. I looked at all the people watching me and saw my daddy waving and smiling. He was the only one doing that, and I wasn't scared anymore. <laughs> Claire, age six, said, My mommy loves me more than anybody. You don't see anyone else kissing me to sleep at night. Chris, age seven. Love is when mommy sees daddy smelly and sweaty and still says he is handsomer than Robert Redford. Marianne, age four, said, Love is when your puppy licks your face, even after you left him alone all day. Hmm. Karen, age seven. When you love somebody, your eyelashes go up and down and little stars come out of you. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Jessica, age eight. You really shouldn't say I love you unless you mean it. But if you mean it, you should say it a lot. People forget. Hmm. And the final one. Author and lecturer Leo Muscaglia once talked about a contest he was asked to judge. The purpose of the contest was to find the most caring child. The winner was a four-year-old child whose next-door neighbor was an elderly gentleman who had recently lost his wife. Upon seeing the man cry, the little boy went into the old gentleman's yard, climbed onto his lap, and just sat there. When his mother asked what he had said to the neighbor, the little boy said, Nothing. I just helped him cry. Uh, well, so 24 is back on the air. You Are you a 24 addict? Oh, we we at the web home are completely addicted to this show. And I hate it because when it comes on, you can't do anything but watch it. We don't have this. Uh, what, what do they call that? What is this, the 21st century? I think I'm back in the 18th century. We don't have TiVo or anything like that. I know, I know, I know. Well, yeah. So when it comes on, I got to be I got to be by the TV and watch it. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's back on one level, but I really hate that it owns me <laughs> when it's on the air. So 24 is back. Check it out if you haven't watched it. If, if, well, I got to tell you, it's kind of like crack. Uh, let's see. Um, the LifeSpring Family Bible. Check that out if you haven't listened. We're reading through the Bible in a year. It's really a great way to, uh, to just kind of discipline yourself to go through the Bible. I try to put it in bite-sized pieces so you can listen to it on your commute to work or to home or what have you. It's not a long one. I think uh, the longest one I've done was like 17 minutes. And so they're going to average 
less than 20. I, I can almost absolutely guarantee you. Of course, nothing in life is ever 100% guaranteed, right? Except for salvation. And that's through Jesus. But uh, anyway, I've already talked to you about uh, email. If you want to Skype me, it's uh, Lifespring underscore podcast. Don't forget also the Lifespring Family Forum. You can get to that by going to LifespringPodcast.com and clicking on it. And uh, let's see, what else is there? Talked about the cold, talked about email, talked about all that good stuff. Um, I guess that's it. Well, so I guess the only thing to say is, Jesus said, whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, or your station in life. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? LifeSpring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. I'm Steve Webb. I'll see you next time. God bless you. This has been an In Touch Productions podcast.